Welcome to episode 200 of Live Happy Now. I'm Paula Phelps, thanking you for joining us today for what we think is a very special episode. If you've been listening since the beginning, you already know that Live Happy Now has evolved in many different ways since we launched it in 2015. Thanks to listeners like you, we've been able to exceed our own expectations and hopefully have exceeded yours as well. This week, Live Happy CEO Deborah Heise sat down with me to talk about how the podcast began, what we've learned during our first 200 episodes, and what to expect going forward. Welcome back to the show. It's always a pleasure to have you come by and chat with us. Well, it's always fun to do this. This is probably my favorite thing that we do at Live Happy. And we've been doing this for a little while now. It kind of sneaked up on us. It did. It did. This is our 200th podcast, which is kind of unbelievable to me. Yeah, especially, uh, did you know that the average number of podcasts that someone puts out is seven? <laughs> so <laughs> that, so That's we, incredible. I know, I know. So, you know, I remember when we were going to start this and we had no idea that, that one, that we could pull it off and two, that it would do as well as it's done and would lead us to this. Do you, what was the idea behind wanting to start Live Happy Now? Well, you know, I actually, before we started this, I kind of discovered podcasts. I do a lot of traveling and I started listening to them when I was traveling. And then I started doing some research into podcasts and looking at them. And I asked, you know, some of the staff members, like Brittany was a, a key part of it. You were a key part of it. Chris was a pre- key part of it. Looking at, you know, how people were to do a podcast and what audiences were like. And, and we just started really looking at it and we were talking to everybody. And the conclusion that we came to quite rapidly was that podcasts provided people information in a way that was very comfortable for them to consume it. Something that didn't require extra time out of their day because they could listen to it in their car or listen to it while they worked out. And it was really attracting, you know, our core audience, which is people who want to who want to improve their lives. They're, they're one of the main audiences for podcasts. And it really became obvious that, um, you know, launching a po- Live Happy launching a podcast would be a uh, benefit you know, to the people that we're trying to reach. Yeah. And I do know, too, that a lot of thought went into making sure it was a specific length, like under 30 minutes so people could listen to it on their commute. And then I think some of the things were decided kind of like dumb luck. I mean, we just decided like, <laughs> hey, let's try this. And things really worked. They really did. You know, we fortunately have quite a few listeners or readers at the time when we launched. And, you know, when we launched the podcast and we hit, you know, the top of the iTunes podcast list for our category in the first week. So we had kind of an instant success. And, and you're right. Some of it was a little bit of dumb luck. And some of it, I think, you know, obviously everything in the world is a little bit of timing. But I, I really think it was also that this is a topic that really appeals to people. And when they saw it as an option in their podcast list, they started adding it. You know, it was, it was quite incredible that, you know, our first few episodes exceeded 10,000 downloads a piece, which is, as you know, <laughs> you talk about most podcasts <laughs> only produce seven. Most downloads are not anywhere close to 10,000 are not typically in the thousands even. Yeah. A lot of them stay in the double digits. Yeah. I remember being nervous. We were like, we had no idea exactly what would happen. We knew what could happen. And depending on which way it went, it could be fantastic or less than fantastic. But, you know, we really were a little anxious about how this was going to go. You know, we were. The good thing about podcasting, I think though, and, and one of the most important reasons to continue doing it for us is that podcasting really does lend itself to being, you know, a learning, a learning and engagement medium. You know, reading, reading a magazine, reading a website, of course, you know, that's our 
our anchor. That's where we started. That's who we were. But the reality is that most people don't have the time to consume information that way. And podcast really lends itself to the type of content we were producing. And it also, you know, for me doing a podcast and, and you know, for you doing a podcast, I'm, I, you know, talking about it with you, you get to really deep dive into topics in a way you can't, that you get to as, a, as an interviewer when you're doing the writing for an article, but you don't ever get to really share with the reader. But with podcasting, you do. You get to share that same deep dive that you got to take as the interviewer before creating an article with your audience that they usually don't get to see. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so helpful in letting people better understand the subject And as you mentioned, we could use that information in a story, but they don't get all that backstory and they don't get the personality of the person coming through. And, you know, initially we were using the podcast to supplement the stories that we were running and we'd interview a lot of the experts who were featured in the magazine. And now what's really exciting to see is how Live Happy Now has gone on to become its own entity and to, you know, independent of any other stories being done, we can, we've got such a great lineup of experts and people who want to come on the show and talk about what they're doing. And I'm always impressed at how open and candid they are. Like they really develop a relationship with that listener in less than 30 minutes. They do. And, you know, you're right. The experts, it almost it's easier for them too. I think there's a bit of a, uh, a bit of a less risk when you get to tell your own story versus relying on somebody to tell it for you. And frankly, it's more interesting to listen to somebody tell their own story than it is to have somebody, you know, when you tell a great story about yourself and then somebody tries to repeat it, it's never quite has the emotional, <laughs> <laughs> emotional it's like bite. It's five-year-old telling a joke. It's like, yeah, you almost got that. You, you got really, <laughs> really close. <laughs> the other thing really about the podcast that's amazed me is simply the amount of reach it's had. I mean, to sit here and know that in a little over two years, almost three at this point, I guess, for the podcast, We've had more than 2 million downloads. That's amazing. You know, That's astounding. Those are big numbers. <laughs> they really are. And, and, and then to be now be available on all the different mediums, I know our reach is going to increase, you know, now that we're on, you know, we're on Pandora now, we're on, uh, we're on all of, Spotify. we're on Spotify. We're really anywhere people want to access podcasts, you know, we're there now. And, and to know that we can reach those people who maybe don't know Live Happy Magazine exists, don't know LiveHappy.com exists, but they're going to take a few moments out of their day and listen to something that they think might enrich their life. I just think that that's wonderful. It really increases our ability to make the world a happier place. It does. And I was at a conference about podcasting probably eight, nine months ago, and they were asking, what's the subject of your podcast? And the, the basis was trying to figure out if you're relevant or not. Do you even have a market? And I said, it's live happy now. And they were like, who wouldn't want to listen to that? <laughs> because who doesn't want to be happy? Right. Um, you know? And so that makes it pretty uh, easy on our end because when you, you get to go on and you get to talk about happiness every week, it's not like people are like, yeah, not really interested in the happy thing. So that I think that's really helped us. Well, and, and I like the way the podcast has evolved. I mean, when we started, you're right. We were doing it as supplements to articles. And being that all of us came from the print media and not from the broadcast media, we were really focused on making sure we asked the right question and got the right content, almost trying to structure the podcast like an article. But we've really evolved into just having conversations with a lot of these people. And really just, you know, what comes out now 
is different and it's more personal and it's more engaging. And I think it's easier to listen to now that we've recognized that, yes, we need the information, but you also need the personal touch that you get from talking to yeah. people. And you, you allow the conversation to go where it's going as opposed to trying to force it into, okay, I have these, these seven points I need this podcast to make. Right. And we even know that as interviewers, when I'm talking to someone and when you or Chris, we know that it's going to be a 20, 25 minute show. And a lot of times the files go on for 40 minutes because we don't have, we're not saying, okay, that's the information I wanted. Goodbye. Thanks for being on the show. You know, we have these conversations and, and I think that allows us to then just include the very, the best nuggets that they gave us within that show. Yeah, it does make a difference uh, how our approach is. And you know, I'm, I'm really proud of it. So I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite podcast that we've done? Who's, who's or favorite two or three? Which ones have you oh done that you've said, God. I am so happy we sat down and did this. This changed my thinking. There were most recently, I would say Rick Hansen, his new book on resilience. We started this season with him. He, he's got a new book on resilience, which was really a different style of writing than his previous books. And that I think that was my favorite one this season. But we also recently did Mary Pfeiffer, who uh, she wrote Reviving Ophelia, and she now has a book called Women Rowing North, and it talks about happiness in later life. And, you know, we're all going in that direction. We're not getting younger. <laughs> so it was very inspiring and heartwarming to see how women are approaching life in their later years. And instead of being like, oh, crap, I'm getting older, it actually gives you something to look forward to. So, so I think those were two of my favorites and really anything doing with gratitude. You and I talk about this, but, you know, you and I are both gratitude junkies. So we always end up talking about that anyway. That's <laughs> yeah, true. But you know, anytime I have the chance to talk about gratitude, I've learned something and and have gained a better grasp of how I can improve my gratitude practice. Yeah, gratitude's always a big one for me because if nothing else, when we talk about it, it's a reminder. You know, I always tell my kids it's difficult to want something when you're grateful for what you have. You know, you, you have Yeah, to, that's excellent. You know, you, you have to look at it from a standpoint of if I'm so focused on what I don't have, it's impossible to be to be grateful for what I do have. The flip side's also true. If you're so focused on, you know, what you have, it really does uh, take your disappointment or your uh, desire or your obsession on, you know, because I have young kids, so they can get obsessed with wanting whatever the toy is they saw in the commercial 30 seconds ago for the rest of the day. We got to go buy that. No, we're not going to go buy that. <laughs> you know, but, you know, get, getting everybody focused on gratitude. And it for me, it's the reminder, always the reminder to talk about. It's almost like this huge release comes over me when we start talking about gratitude because it's like, oh, yes. I can remember we're here. I have so much to be grateful for in my life. And when you don't talk about it, you kind of get away from it. It's really right. important to topic to talk about, not just to feel and express, but to actually talk about it. And what's funny is at Live Happy, I mean, obviously, we're in the business of researching and learning and sharing happiness, but it's still work. And yeah. it still has those those moments where it doesn't necessarily feel happy. And I think the gift that I get from doing the podcast is you can't stray too far away from that. You know, you can't yeah. talk about happiness and and not be happy. That, so yeah, that's been helpful. That has been really helpful. The other change the podcast brought to my thinking about Live Happy, you know, we're always very conscious of being scientifically based. We don't want somebody who's just got an idea of how to be happier out there, you know, and we want to make sure that when we're sharing something, it's 
with you know the scientific backing, whether it's it's Dr. Seligman or whether it's you know Tal Ben Shahar, whether it's Lee Waters or whether it's James Pavelski, anybody who's Andrew, uh, Alejandro Adler, anybody who's doing good research in the area of well-being, happiness, uh, positive education, strengths, whatever that is, we want to make sure we incorporate those. And in the magazine and online, we are very very cautious to make sure that we vet everybody and everybody's squarely in this space. But the podcast has allowed us to talk to and about people who are just fascinating because of their approach to life. It's not necessarily a happiness scientific talk, but it's I they're different because of how they are. I'm thinking of about like, you know, the conversation you had with uh, Colton Moore, the snowmobiler. Oh my gosh, what an incredible story. Right. And that's a story about happiness. It's not just the science. And we've been able to bring that in. Or, you know, I, I, I was able to interview Tal Ben-Shahar on his book, Shortcuts. Right. Which, that was a fun interview. Right. About stuff he learned from his barber. <laughs> you know, and Tal, you know, Tal, of course, is, is, is a giant in our space. But, you know, it, it really opens your eyes to you can learn a lot about everything through people's personal stories not just through the science behind them. But the ability to take the, that content and intermix it with a lot of the scientific content has, has really, to me, made the podcast better in a lot of ways. Because it is that, oh, here's something I can, you might be in an emotional interview once, followed by a scientific interview the next time, but they both matter and they both bring meaning to the conversation. Yeah, it's, it's more multidimensional, I think, than, than we were able to be in print or than even we were in the beginning. I agree. And that's why I say this is my favorite part. This is my favorite thing that we do because I think it reaches more people and it reaches them differently and it touches them. And I'm very grateful for uh, the opportunity to have been able to do this and to really you know, move into something that's, that's an emerging media, but to be successful in it on our first try, which is kind of odd. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that really did strike me, it not being political, but... Things changed in our world around yeah. 2016, and we noticed that we felt that with the, the increase in readership, the increase in listeners, because I think people began looking more seriously for content for things that could help uplift them and could encourage them. I, I do think that's the case. I think that um, forget about your politics, just the negative dialogue in the media, just the over. I mean, we always we've talked a lot about and scientists have talked a lot about not exposing yourself being to all that negativity, being careful what you put in your brain. Like if what you do is you sit down and you watch the evening news every night, you're going to become fearful of, you know, that there's a murderer in town. Well, we live in a town of three and a half million people, and that really doesn't have anything to do with <laughs> you personally. I mean, you feel bad for the people. You have sympathy for the families involved. You have all of that and, and for the police and, and everybody who's, who's involved in trying to resolve these issues. But really, what is that bad traffic accident have to do with my personal life that I'm watching every news? you know, everything. So you're constantly putting bad information into your head anyway. And then the, the national dialogue turned so combative and so extreme, both ends extreme, but you know, it really became, you know, we kind of had a sea of negativity in 2016 everywhere. And I think you're right. People were finally had enough of it and they were, they were 
trying to get away from it. And we were, we were a nice escape, but also a nice tool for a lot of people to kind of combat that negative influence on their life. Yeah, we're like that little island in the middle of the ocean of negativity. <laughs> I keep telling people, don't be scared of being the Pollyanna in the room. It's, you know, That's and, right. And our nature and our, our social interactions, you know, we kind of scoff at the person who's always got a positive outlook. But really, who do you want to be around? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, absolutely the case. And as we've, you know, we've evolved, we've changed approach, we've tried some different things, we learned what works, we've seen which topics our listeners want most of. And and now we're kind of looking at, okay, we've done our first 200. And now we get to move forward. So what are you excited about as we look forward? And for our next 2,000 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things I, I really do want to see us do is find more of those personal stories to bring in on an occasional basis. I don't want them to be all the time, you know, because I do think that we need to be anchored in the science and the how-to and the, and, you know, there's so much that we've done on everything from brain chemistry to, uh, you know, how to discover your strengths to how to spend your time and, and nothing. If anybody tried to do everything on our list, it would take all day. We get that. <laughs> but I think that you have to emotionally touch people in order for them to remember, for them to learn. I think it's easier to learn if you have an emotional connection. So the direction we've gone, having more of those stories, I want to continue to go in that grow in that direction. And I also want us to not be scared of repeating information. Like you and I talked about earlier, gratitude. We talk about it all the time. It hasn't changed. We have no new information about gratitude that we didn't have, you know, two years ago. It's all the same information, (laughs) but we have to continue to have that dialogue. So I'd like to see us continue on the vein of not being scared of repeating information because somebody discovered us yesterday, right? right? But also bringing more ways to look at it, more angles to look at it, and more personal emotional stories. And of course, The number one thing I'd like to do is to have everybody who listens to this podcast share it with somebody else, share it with five other people. I'd be great to have a dialogue around the podcast. It'd be great great to have a better dialogue around the podcast on our website, to have more feedback, to have more conversations with our listeners and readers, finding out more about what they want from us and how and how we can get better because you're never done, right? You're always getting better. And if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. So we need to, <laughs> and that's not the good way to go. No matter what change goes, change happens all the time. And um, I'd like to be involved in a better dialogue with our readers and our listeners and have them help share and shape our content in a way they haven't yet. And, you know, we need to do more talking about that here at Live Happy and figuring out how we can make that happen. Well, I am excited. I feel like the opportunity to do Live Happy Now has been truly life-changing for me. It's been incredible to be able to talk with uh, some of the people that I've been able to talk with and to see people respond has been really gratifying. And, you know, I think it's just been an incredible experience all the way around. It has been for me as well. It's one of the things in my life I am most proud of. And uh, thank you so much for being our shepherd on it. Um, Just in terms of uh, the rest of the world, Paula really does take the lead on the podcast. I started it and, you know, I've I've got my hands in a million different things and she has embraced it and and made it ours in a way that I'm really proud of. So We we have shared custody now. We have shared custody, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we don't have visitation rights. (laughs) I guess I have visitation rights. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it really has been a joy to watch the entire staff work on it and grow with it. And I know it's something we're all proud of. Yeah. And we do want, I think we do want to send that message that we're interested in hearing what listeners want. 
and what more things they want, how they want to interact with us. I think we really, it's not a one-sided dialogue, even though it's just us talking right now. It's, there really is a lot more to it. And we depend on them to give us feedback and to participate in this conversation so we can keep it going. Absolutely. I mean, the one disadvantage of this not being a live radio show is we can't take callers, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's a little tough that way. It is. But it is always a joy to do these. And I always get my, I get energized just by having the conversations with the folks we get to have conversations with. Um, it energizes my whole week, my whole month. And I hope our listeners get that as well. And like you said, uh, reach out to us, email us, log on to the website and comment. We are always wanting your feedback. That was Live Happy CEO Deborah Heise. If you'd like to join the conversation, and we do hope you will, please visit us at livehappynow.com to leave your comments or email us at editor at livehappy.com. And we hope you're already a subscriber to Live Happy Now. But if you're not, please find us on the Pandora Podcast Network, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play. Just look for us on your favorite platform and then hit subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. That is all we have time for this week. So we'll meet you back here again next week for an all-new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one. <laughs>